We, we all like Romulan yes. ale, but, yep. <laughs> but, but we don't trust any of them. They always seem to know more than they let on, and it's... Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're space dark elves. <laughs> yes. 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 No, much. Tell it's, me someone else because, caught on to that. Like, oh, yeah. Well, especially yeah, yeah. because they're, they're, they're Vulcans. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that Vulcans were space elves. Romulans were the space dark elves. Klingons were the space orcs. And but with a bit of space the Ferengi, the Ferengi yeah. were the space goblins. Money-centric, yeah. huge yeah. ears. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, it was just, like, it was just... And the Borg are the space undead. Yeah, yeah. actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, it was they're just the a And the queen is the Roddenberry was a secret fan. Terrible Warriors is brought to you by Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And this game was recorded in front of a live Patreon audience on our Discord channel. Go to terriblewarriors.com. You can click on those links and join us there. Today on the Terrible Warriors, we boldly go where no one has gone before. Because we're playing Star Trek. That's That's like the start of the line. That's what they say. Now, Justin, the GM, brings together his Starfleet officers to choose their starship. Where will they be in their home among the stars? We zero in on Narendra Station, where they'll make their choice. Oh, spoilers, it's going to take the whole hour. Because these Starfleet officers, without a ship to call their home, they are your terrible warriors. Yes, welcome to the Terrible Warriors. I am your Game Master, Justin Eacock, and I am finally sitting down to play a game that I have, I kid you not, wanted to play since the very first time we sat down playing a game with Terrible Warriors. I think that was way back when I played the Shadowrun game in the first year. Uh, I have wanted to play this setting for the longest time, but I never wanted to just put it into any old rule set, and I was been looking around for what can I work it with. When we played Machine Zeit two years ago, uh-huh. that was actually supposed to be in this setting, and as I read it, it's like, ah, it's not and really going to fit in the Machine Zeit world. It's too cool as it is, so we played it as it was written. And the rule sets for this setting sucked. And and, and I kept, and, and, the, and there was a role-playing game made in this setting years ago that I've just, I was told, don't even bother, it's yep. garbage. Yep. And so I've been sitting and waiting, and then finally Modiphius descended from the heavens <laughs> and upon us from the mountain gave us the command of Star Trek. And, and they wrote, yes. they didn't just write a good rule set, they wrote a really good rule book. And uh, it, it's, it, it just came on sale now. Uh, it's been on pre-order throughout the, the, the year and it came out the first week of September. And Oh, uh, I, I I will get into this in the debrief because, god damn it, the first 75 pages of this 300-page book is entirely lore and, like, in-universe yes. character oh, of, yes. like, background stuff. If you I don't know it. Star Trek, but you've got Star Trek yeah. fans, yeah. read this book front to back. You will know everything you need to know to run a Star Trek game. As someone who loves and reading the Star Trek encyclopedia, but it you know what, though, But not even, like, going through Memory Alpha or the encyclopedia. It's not written cold. like It's, it's written no. in character. Yeah. You don't just understand the history of Star Trek. You understand the tone and the and and the motivations for every every bit where it has like here's what the prime directive is. It then has a log from the Romulan Empire making fun of the prime directive and how naive it is. And the Frankies oh, going like awesome. you know oh there was those idiots they don't know the prime directive. There's no profit in it. And they go through even a, a, lo- a log entry from a commanding officer on, from Starfleet going like. Some days it's really hard to follow the Prime Directive, and I know why we have it, because we're not gods, but I wish we didn't have it. It's really, it, it, it offers these point and counterpoints to everything that you think is like, this is Star Trek, and then it has all this other like, yeah, but there's these people who don't really believe it. And anyway, it's really, really good. Um, and <laughs> the rules are good, too. We're going to see that as we play through it. The, the dice rolls are clever. The character creation is interesting. Uh, I, I am so excited to finally play this game. 
The one thing we haven't done yet is actually created our ship. I wanted to have that as part of the story because you're arriving to your new assignment and we'll introduce our characters and, and your names too as we arrive uh, at Starbase 364, Narendra Station, named after the Battle of Narendra 3. Uh, it happened about 50 years ago. The Enterprise C responded to a distress call from the Klingon colony world of Narendra 3 under attack by Romulans. They sacrificed themselves to defeat the Romulans and hold them back. They were destroyed in the process. Narendra 3 uh, was captured by the Romulans, but the mere act of showing up and sacrificing themselves to defend Klingons brought together a lasting peace that has lasted almost a hundred years uh, from then uh, with the later with the formation of the Kittermer Accords. It brought the Federation of the Klingons together. Seeing these Starfleet officers fight with honor uh, mm -hmm. did that. This station is named after Narendra III and, uh, and is on the edge of what is called the Shackleton Expanse. It's an area of space between Federation and Klingon territory that's never been explored. Partly because there's been no interest to, and, and it wasn't safe to go there. It, it, would, it would show too aggressive on either side to explore. So there's this big swath of territory that no one has ever mapped out and surveyed before. We don't know what's in there. It's only ever had survey probes, which can only kind of give you surface level detail about the systems and what number of planets there are. And, uh, and, and, and so... Coming together now under a growing threat of the Dominion that have been discovered in the Gamma Quadrant through the Bajoran wormhole, uh, there is real worry that we are on a course for war that can't be avoided, uh, unfortunately, and uh, we're not ready. The fleet has been decimated by the Borg and is still being rebuilt. The Klingons are still recovering from a civil war brought on by the Romulans, and their fleets are still being rebuilt. Uh, we're not ready to take on the Dominion, so we need to find allies, we need to find resources, we need to know what's out here because it's dangerous having a big blind spot right in our backyard that no one's ever explored. So this is a vital interest mission yeah. from Starfleet Command to find out what's here, but also the ongoing mission to seek out new life, new civilizations, and to boldly go. And so now we are boldly going with our allies into the Shackleton Expanse. The four of you have arrived to Narendra Station to be given your new assignments and to be given command in some cases and and, and, and roles as the senior staff of uh, a newly refitted ship, fitted for this mission. Um, it might be an old ship, it might be a new ship, but even an older ship has been renovated through the years and given refits. Uh, this ship is, 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 is waiting at Narendra Station when you arrive. We don't know what it is. We're actually, as a table, going to create this like a character, because the ship is a character. And in fact, when you ever do a role with the ship, another player will roll as the ship as an assist role to aid in your attempt. So when you are scanning a system or firing <laughs> torpedoes so or doing the transporters, you're working with the ship. And as we explore it, I really hope you're going to uh, fall in love with this ship the way... Jordy uh, did? We, the way the, well, <laughs> yeah. the audience do with... Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why, like, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise are all named after their ships. Like, it's the name of their show. And uh, it, it, it's more than a home. It becomes an ally and, and, a, and, and, a, and a defender of you. Part of the family. Become part of the family. So, yeah. um, 
the four of you arrive. I don't care which order you do. You can introduce yourselves. Uh, Narendra Station uh, is, like I said, it's, it's being jointly run by uh, uh, Klingon and Federation forces. So there's a nice mix of both uh, Federation uniforms and and uh, allied species and Klingons, uh, who are all Klingons. Uh, there are no non-Klingons that serve in the Klingon Defense Force. For Connell, who doesn't know much about Star Trek, there are non-alien worlds or non-Klingon worlds as part of the Klingon Empire. But because the Klingon Defense Force is mostly run by the nobility class and only noble Klingons can hold a house, they only get to serve in the Klingon Navy. So non-Klingons serve at the pleasure of the Empire, but usually on their own worlds mining and sending resources, and they don't rarely get out. In, in, into the Klingon society. So okay. we've never, as a federation, we've never actually met any of them. We just know they're there because they Klingon space is as big as federation space. It's either they wipe them all dead, which doesn't seem very That's Klingon. Not logical. Uh, uh, but, or, or they just keep them on their planets and put them to work. Um, and, and, huh. and they keep them safe. They protect their territory and they protect their empire, but it is just not proper for non-Klingons to serve on a Klingon ship with the exception of um, officer transfer programs with the Federation where usually they'll, they'll, they'll swap. And there's mm-hmm. an episode where Riker actually does that. Uh, yes. Commander Riker is sent to become the first officer of a Klingon vessel. And, oh, no. and and then there's a later episode where a first officer from a Klingon vessel is sent to serve on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So we know also, that those no. kind of exchange programs <laughs> happen and uh, they almost never uh, go smoothly. Um, <laughs> but those are exceptions to the rule. For the most part, Walking around Narendra Station, you're seeing Andorians, uh, you know, uh, uh, blue-skinned Andorians, and the, 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 uh, the cat-like Katerans uh, and, and Tellarites. Vulcans are around. Lots of humans. The humans make up the bulk of, of Starfleet um, just because most of the other allied species of the Federation don't really care for this like drive to explore the way the humans are. They're obsessed with going over that next horizon and rather than just staying at home and reading a good book. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so there's lots of humans on Narendra and lots of Klingons. The station is kind of split up between the Federation wings and the Klingon wings because the Klingon wing got a little rough. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you're going over there, you're, you're going to get stabbed and poisoned and you're going to play that arm wrestling game where there's knives on two sides of the table. <laughs> like, it's yeah. crazy. So, you know, like let's just leave them over there. A lot of the Klingons are staying on their own ship because Narendra Station is a Federation-built station. With but it's on the border. Federation comforts and, you know, feathered beds and all this stuff, right? A good Klingon has to sleep on, like, a slab. Klingons just yeah. sleep on, like, a slab of metal, and they just call it <laughs> comb. So uh, so they stick on their ships. There's lots of Klingon cruisers around uh, that are coming in and out doing missions. Uh, it's not it's not Deep Space Nine busy, uh, but it's, it's busy-ish. Um, and uh, uh, who wants to here arrive? You, 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 you come in either on another ship or a shuttle or, or wherever, um, and you've, you've probably been here on the render for a few weeks waiting for your ship to arrive. So this is an opportunity here for you to introduce your real name, your character name, and, and, and welcome to the show because we have some uh, long-time Terrible Warriors and some first-time Terrible Warriors. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll say hello, uh, starting with... Da, 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 da. The other person who's also wanted to run a Star Trek game since the very beginning. Yes. I'll just start with you, Steve. Uh, oh, man, this is going to be so great. So uh, my name is obviously Steve Saylor, a.k.a. The Blind Gamer. And um, uh, as my character steps off uh, the shuttle platform, uh, I look around and through my ocular implants, I, I turn on the EM band so I can because I love seeing... Ocular the, implant, you have cybernetic eyes. I have cybernetic eyes, and I love seeing kind of like the EM band, like just kind of like swirling around the star the, the star base and just kind of like just... 
enjoying kind of like I always love doing that because I, I love seeing the beautiful colors and and the like just the like the the hub of electricity and and just energy that surrounds everything. Your your implants are able to see not just visible light that that humanoid eyes can see, but the Electric full spectrum. Yes, full so spectrum. Can, so and so then see, uh, but you're you're able to filter between that so you don't like overload. Yeah. So I I, I quickly take a look around, kind of gather myself and just uh, sort of put myself into kind of a, a Zen state, and then I uh, and then I shut the EMP band off and I, and I look around and I see um, the shuttle bay uh, and then I kind of look out and I see the, the system like through the, the big large uh, windows um, and I'm and I pick up my belongings and I just kind of just walk towards yep. you meet a duty officer who yeah. welcomes you to Narendra station uh, we've been waiting your arrival uh, your name uh, Lieutenant Commander Adam Monroe reporting for duty uh, Lieutenant Monroe uh, I have you down here Chief Engineer uh, your your ship will be arriving in the next few days uh, other members of your crew have already arrived and uh, fantastic where and, they be and so at that point the camera stops and we go to another scene with another character already on the station who's been here for a while, uh, maybe sitting in the replimat having a nice bit of uh, Ractagino, some Klingon coffee. <laughs> uh, good old strong, it's the one thing that like everyone can agree on, there's no coffee like Ractagino. So yes. like, <laughs> they, yeah. the Klingons know what a Brew a good, good strong, good. bold, always black coffee. <laughs> always black <laughs> coffee. You do yeah. not put milk and click on coffee. So you put cream in there and it fights it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like putting oil into water. It just like immediately separates it. Put into like into the like the liquid that basically just eats all the like, cream. Yeah, but don't worry. This Ractagino has synthahol in it. It's not oh. spiked with real alcohol. Right. But that's 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 in the Klingon wing. Synthahol. <laughs> yeah. I imagine I imagine that he'd be sitting somewhere like sort of on the edge of where they hang out, just kind of like observing as they do stuff and um, is there like a large bay window that would view where the, the Absolutely. ship is being done? Oh yeah, the Federation love their big open windows into yeah, space yeah. that make big no practical I was going to into space. Yeah, because, of, because, of, because of transparent aluminum yes. like yeah. it's real easy to justify <laughs> the, the transparent yeah. steel almost, that they have. I almost kind of pictured like the Starbase like every like large window looks out towards the ship like so no matter where sure. you are and especially the, the replimat and areas uh, the restaurant and the, 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 the like the common areas they always have the best viewports out so that visitors can have a look and they can yeah. see the ships coming and going and you see uh, Narendra 3 down below that the ship the, the station is orbiting and it's just this beautiful like green orb there and that's where the Klingon colony is down there um, uh, standing at the window enjoying his coffee and listening sort of half to the culture that's next to him uh, this, uh, Commander Gavin Schofield looks out the window at the ship that he's going to be on very soon um yeah. All we see is a shadow. We haven't met oh, the ship yet. It's, so it's, it's a little like bit the of opening orbit. to Skyrim. Like it just changes <laughs> shapes and sizes until it just like locks in. Yeah. 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 And then we haven't gone to the sh- and then select ship to yes. the execution block. Like it's just right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, this ship will blow up at the end of this episode, and we'll make <laughs> another one in episode two. Make yeah. a new one. Plenty of, of letters left in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, um, and he just kind of stands there and enjoys his coffee. And, uh, uh, and and has a look out. Commander Schofield, uh, both you and uh, Adam and Roe are, uh, you're both human. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, you're, you're markedly older than him, uh, where Monroe is, a, is an experienced officer. You're a veteran. Yeah. Uh, you've you've, you've in served his 30s, before. 40s. You've, uh, you've served a, a distinguished career for about 20 years now. Um, uh, you've, uh, you've, you've earned this command now uh, uh, through many things, which I'm sure will, will, will come up in, in our story. Uh, but yeah, you're sitting there just quietly, stoically, kind of just <laughs> taking it. Mm. As like Klingons are going by, going, oh, <laughs> they smack people on the back. They, they told some kind of joke that no one understands. And uh, the 
then they start breaking out into song and no 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 kind of disappear down the hallway. It's just like are, you don't uh, know if they're happy or drunk or always like that, but like playing <laughs> both. They're always laughing. They're always singing, and they're just space Vikings. It's yeah. just all yeah. the time. Um, and uh, so from that, we follow the laughing Klingons down the hallway, and the camera then goes into a room. And who's waiting in that room? We've got two more to introduce. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be in that room. <laughs> so we have our, we have uh, uh, the youngest person now that we've met, um, uh, another human, uh, and uh, we see that you have the mark of an ensign on your uniform, and uh, maybe you're looking around. This is your first assignment. Uh, you've, you've, you've certainly never been uh, this close to Klingons before, like uniform defense force Klingons, and uh, th- this is very loud and maybe a little overwhelming, but uh, you're excited because this is, this is what you've. You've gone through the academy for, and you've been waiting for this bit. You're you're wide eyed with 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 excitement. So, yeah. what room are you in? Uh, I was gonna say we could have been a laboratory, but it might be a bar. <laughs> but, uh, I, I was yeah. I, I guess it's it's uh, it's where I'm in a cafe. Okay. <laughs> so we go in. It's a little bit unlike the replimat out by the bay windows. This is a more like there's some music playing. There's a uh, there's um, uh, there's a Davo table that has been brought in because it's gotten real popular over Davo! at Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Davo in the background, and uh, there's. Um, oh uh, there's there's a, a, a holographic bartender uh, at the table handing out. He's a uh, uh, he's just. Please state the nature of your alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe he is played by Robert Picardo still because they're still kind of early on in this technology. Right. And he's just playing all. They took them out of the mines. And <laughs> he's like an early prototype EMH didn't work out well, so they just like just serve drinks. <laughs> so uh, so he's out. Oh he's got he's a rude bartender too. He's like, oh, is that the drink you want? Fine. Well, don't thank me later. I would this one would have been better. Uh, so so, so yeah, I guess I, I'm, I'm sitting at the uh, space bar, uh, uh, having a glass of Santa Hall, trying to just sort of uh, drink in my surroundings because, as you say, I haven't I haven't really been around that many uh, aliens, and I look a little uh, uh, disconcerted by the Klingons. Uh, <laughs> are, a little are, are they gonna laugh at you? Or are they gonna hit you? Yeah, or... exactly. <laughs> are they going to hit you and laugh? At you? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Look how squishy he is. <laughs> Welcome to the fleet! Bam! <laughs> knocking wind out of you. Um, what's your name? Uh, uh, Ensign Armstrong. Ensign Armstrong. And, uh, Played by... <laughs> oh, right. Played by Brent Morris. Brent Morris. <laughs> uh, new to the show. Welcome to the show, Brent. Um, uh, you've been wanting to... We, 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 I've known Brent for years, and I know uh, you and Steve go way back as well. And, and Ten we, years almost. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's oh, just been like a I long time coming myself. to finally have you at the table. So, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, and uh, you're playing, uh, you're playing uh, Ensign Steve Armstrong, who's uh, the, who you've been given the duty assignment. We you haven't met Steve. your ship yet, but you'll be the helmsman on this ship. You're, you're, you're an Ensign on track for command one day when you have the experience to, to, to take on that responsibility. But for now, uh, they, uh, you've got an aptitude for command, and uh, you know, you're good enough as a con officer, so you're going to be on the bridge with the captain, uh, but uh, uh, flying the ship. And maybe you'll be given other responsibilities when it comes to things like away teams and department heads, research, whatever, right? Like, there's, there's room to grow on, on, on a ship like this. Right, so, right. Uh, so the, the, the Klingons walking by sort of make me a little uneasy, and I'm, I'm sitting at the bar sort of trying to hold court. I guess a little cocky, uh, uh, yeah. talking a good game about... Your comm uh, badge beeps, and, oh. uh, and someone's <laughs> asking uh, for you to report uh, because uh, we're ready. The, the ship, 
and, and you're late for the briefing now. And it goes to <laughs> your science officer who's going to be, for now, until Schofield has actually arrived and taken command, the science officer has just sort of taken the rank right now of looking after some of the other people around and, and just making sure we're all ready to present ourselves when, when, when the captain arrives, when the ship is ready, because uh, this, this, uh, this mission has is, is, been quite important to you to, to, to lead the research survey into this, this new unexplored swath of space. And you've always felt more comfortable in the stars, and you've been stuck on this star base for a few weeks now. You're going a little stir-crazy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Velvet Duke, I'm with the Dandies. We do our improvised uh, Star Trek. It's going to be nice to do the improvised role-playing. Yeah, well, in Holiday Follies, will that be happening through September and October? Uh, we do. We have a monthly show. Sweet. So, so during the course of the release of these episodes, we'll, yes. we'll double up and mention Holodeck Follies as Wonderful. it's happening. Because this is going to kind of happen in sync with, with at least two of those shows uh, as we release through the next two months. Wonderful. So you're playing our science officer, as I spoke. I am. I'm the science officer, Lieutenant Lassabo. Uh, I'm Bajoran. I'm very obviously Bajoran in both my demeanor and my, uh, my cockiness. Uh, <laughs> my cockiness, although uh, unlike yours, has religious might on its side. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You are, you. you are cockiness <laughs> because you follow the prophets. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> you have the a prophets strong paw. will it. Yeah. You have a strong <laughs> paw. <laughs> I had a strong paw and a strong ma. And, uh, the uh, uh, Connell is sense. new to yeah. Star Trek. The paw is a, uh, a thing that Bajorans do is they'll reach the side of your ear and hold the lobe of your ear, which they have, uh, maybe it's telepathy, maybe it's just superstition, but by holding the, 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 the lobe of their ear, they're able to sort of sense your, your, your spiritual chi, chi yeah, which yeah. they call a paw, uh, P-A-G-H. And, uh, and it's used to determine, like, you know, your, your, your strong-willedness and your favor with the prophets. And so uh, it's kind of, you know, is it actually telepathy or is it just... Superstition? Or is it just... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or is it a way to grab somebody by the ear and let them know you're in charge? <laughs> Listen, you have a strong paw. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> So uh, so anyway so so despite your uh, uh, religious upbringing you're yes. you're also a man of science and, I and am you've very gone much through a man of which science. is quite easy since your religion is scientifically provable yes. with actual <laughs> orbs that have been studied and actual prophets yeah. that have been found showed up. and an actual <laughs> celestial temple that yeah. opens up every thirty minutes yeah. so where's your god uh, literally right, right there, there. <laughs> right there and the commander of Deep Space Nine talks to talks them to biweekly <laughs> as regular meetings you know they take notes and yeah. then and they go with the minutes. Of each meeting. We're Twitter friends. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, he follows you on Twitter? Yes. Uh, yeah, so I've, uh, I've taken it upon myself to, uh, I want the rest of the crew to be ready for the captain because I know the captain. <laughs> we'll get to that. The two of you yes. have, if you if you oh, are a Patreon supporter, you listen to our pre-brief. You already know what that history is. But there's a reason why you're trying to get everyone in line and get them already. You want to put on a good first impression because you're a little nervous about how this exact because your first first impression <laughs> was not so great. Well, the first impression was okay. It was the second and third ones that were <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle, it kind of yeah. just went a little south. He, um, he slid it too much into those DMs. I'm just like that, that was the problem. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so then actually we hear that two of the crew member just outside of your earshot are kind of whispering to each other like, like, I can't believe they put Bo on, uh, on, on command duty with Commander Schofield. Like, yeah, I don't, didn't he kill his son? That's what everyone talks about, but it was clear to charge it. I don't know. It was all over the, uh, all over the, uh, the news net, like, like the space eight, news. six years ago. There was, there was a court martial and everything. And so people have like, there's, there's this rumor now going among the lower decks of like, what what's happening? There's like your reputation, where everyone has a reputation, sort of 
default at 10 because your your deep, your reputation is a little bit lower just at 9 it doesn't mechanically change much in the game but there's like yeah. people heard they've heard things uh, they've also heard, you know, uh, also the, the talks on the lower deck that the, they're really looking forward to meeting uh, this this new chief engineer because he's a he's a war hero. He fought at Wolf Three Five Nine. He fought against the Borg and he survived. And people have really started building up. They, he's got he's got robot eyes, just like uh, just like uh, the the Enterprise's engineer. And uh, and like yeah, no, he actually built them. He built. He's he's upgraded Jordy Laforge. This guy is he's he's legit. There. So there's a bit of like hero worship happening on one end. There's a bit of like unsuredness happening with the. <laughs> Scientific department. Yeah, you goof. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so that going on. So, as we've now met our four, uh, the four of you are arriving for your. You're the senior staff of this ship, which doesn't have a name yet, but we 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 it, it's docked in, in in the station. And as we arrive on the ship to get your briefing from the uh, station commanders, um, we have to pick out what that ship's going to be. Uh, I gave you some options uh, when we were setting up the game uh, offline um, between, uh, I believe it was five or six that, to choose six, from. Yeah. Um, types of ships, yeah. The types of ships. I believe it was the Akira. Uh, these aren't the names of the ships. These are just the, cl- the, the, the ship class. Ship class. Yeah. Yeah. The Akira, the Miranda, the Constellation, the Galaxy, and um, the, the Nova. Nova. Mm-hmm. Excelsior. And the Excelsior. Excelsior. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this game can run with any of them. Uh, it'll run differently with each of them. Uh, they are each good at different things and at different roles being given. Uh, so among the four of you, it's going to be kind of a vote because the four of you are going to help me create this, this ship. Mm-hmm. What, what, what kind of ship do you want to uh, serve on? Uh, and let's, let's, you know what? Let's just go. Each of you have got your idea. Don't change it. But I'd like each of you to let's just say what your, like, your first choice would be. On the count of three, you just shout it all at once. <laughs> Not at once, but uh, uh, Velvet, what, what of the classes really appeals to you? Galaxy is my home ship. So yeah. that that's the one that, you know, top of mind, I'm just going to say Galaxy, but uh, like this role itself. Oh, uh, uh, guys, for people who are listening, the year is 2371. Uh, Galaxy-class ships are about 20 years old at this point. Or not, t- they're about... Uh, uh, 10. 10, just, 10 under, yeah. just under 10 years old. Um, and uh, so they're not the cutting-edge ship. Starfleet design has kind of moved past these big bulking ships that are built for everything to more specialized smaller ships like uh, the... The, the, the recently missing USS Voyager uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and the recently Oops. missing USS uh, Equinox, which is a Nova class. These new designs keep going missing and the, uh, and the prototype Defiant that's arrived at D-Space 9. Um, smaller, specialized craft. Uh, the, uh, the, the days of the big ships of the line, bigger is not always better. The Enterprise had <laughs> a lot of technical problems that went with it, a lot of systems and a lot of redundancies that ended up like holodeck malfunctions. You just have to, there's a whole chapter of that now in Starfleet design. Yeah. So. <laughs> something, something Cyrus Redblock. <laughs> exactly. And Moriarty. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> and uh, we just accidentally made a sentient species that has now taken over the ship from the holodeck. Whoops. Uh, so the, um, Again. What do you mean fucking whoops? <laughs> so the Galaxy class is an interesting design because uh, it, it, it's not cutting edge anymore. People have kind of moved upon it. It's not the favorite among designers anymore. It's and, the Oldsmobile and, and of it's the... Probably Probably surprisingly, like the classes like the, the Excelsior and the Miranda that are each almost a hundred years old will 
surprisingly probably outlast the Galaxy design and will continue to serve in the fleet as the um, the Galaxy. They're not building more Galaxy-class ships uh, and, and the ones that are around. There's actually the USS Odyssey was just blown up in the Gamma Quadrant uh, by the Dominion. And uh, the, the Enterprise is, uh, is still around. Um, uh, but uh, we're getting in the, in the lore. We're getting a little close to so, it. So that was, the, that was the first to mind, but, that, but I would like to play a different ship. But I will also admit that I don't know each of the ships to go, oh, I want the Miranda because the blinking lights go asynchronous. Yeah, and, so know. the, the – um, well, I mean, we're not going to get that heavy into it. I mean, the, the Miranda is uh, uh, about the size of – the original Enterprise, uh, or not uh, Kirk's Enterprise, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Const- uh, Constitution class. Uh, it's just a saucer section with two nacelles, but it's modular. It's 100 years old, sure, but it's a workhorse. It can get stuff done. It, it's a great ship for doing exactly what you need it to do. And it's just tried and true. And there's a reason why when Khan took it over, he's able to fly it so easy because it is just an easy ship to fly. It just works. Uh, the Miranda class just works, which is why it's still in service today. And, it, and, it, and it, it, it's, it, in every engagement, there's a Miranda class flying around. It, 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 will, it, mm. it, it, it fought the Borg. Well, if we have nine, it will fight the Borg again in Star Trek First Contact. It's, it's, it fights on the front line in the Dominion War that hasn't happened yet. Uh, it, it's always there. And, and, it, and it was there right up until Voyager uh, got back to Earth in like, Nine years, and so it's 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 still happening. All right, like the, the Miranda class isn't going anywhere. It's a good, yeah. solid ship. Uh, it's uh, 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 yeah, it's it just it it's the old mobile there. Mm. Um, the Excelsior is another tried and true design. It, the Enterprise C was the Excelsior. The Excelsior was obviously the Excelsior Sulu ship. Um, it 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 kind of looks like a squished down version of the Enterprise with like a xylophone neck, uh, but it's um, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's more designed for long-range ships. It's, it's more robust for combat. It's got different types of sensors uh, where the, the Miranda is a really good survey and support vessel. The Excelsior mm. is a really good, like, go out on your own and take care of yourself kind of ship. Um, mm. uh, and But again, uh, both of them are kind of in the medium-sized category. Galaxy-class ship is the biggest one. Obviously, yeah. it's it's got saucer separation. It's got a thousand crew members. It's got families on board. Uh, it's 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 going to be an interesting. It's going to be a different kind of story on a galaxy class ship because it's we're going to be dealing with a lot of people living on the ship that aren't crew members uh, as well. Uh, so the, uh, the the responsibilities of a galaxy class ship are entirely different from the responsibilities of a small like defiant uh, class combat vessel. Um, the Akira. It's about the same size as the Miranda, uh, designed uh, more recently specifically to fight the Borg. Uh, but that also means because it's fighting the Borg, it has to be really versatile. It needs to be able to change up its shields and change up its weapons, change up its strategy on the fly. It's, it's got a rapid response system. It can fire torpedoes very fast, but can also uh, be designed to fire probes and, and sensor equipment and better shields and faster engines. So it's not just for rapid combat. Rapid fire probes. <laughs> but it's not, but it's not, Science! <laughs> it's not just designed for combat. Combat. It's for science, it, 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 it's an extremely versatile <laughs> ship that has now been used for rapid response to uh, climate disasters on planets, to responding to border threats, to uh, you know chasing down pirates, uh, but also uh, assisting people in distress. And 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 it, it, it can it can do the job real well and decisively. It's it's a ship that is uh, it, it, if the the galaxy class is a broadsword, the Akira is more of a scalpel, and it can it can really get the job done quite effectively. Where the galaxy class ship is it's, it's it's sweeping it's going to be able to do a lot of things but it's going to do it bluntly <laughs> right it's not yeah. a subtle There's no ship. precision in it no. um, well i mean it's not a ship designed for subtlety or no. espionage or doing like you know yeah like like precision stuff it's 
it's got a lot of extra stuff on it. The Constellation uh, class is uh, also on the same size of the Akira. Uh, it's a single saucer with four nacelles off the back. It was the USS Stargazer, Picard's old command, is that ship. Uh, and the four nacelles give it a big power to its speed and maneuverability. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's a little overpowered at times, uh, but it, it, can, it can pack a punch. And if you need to get into a system quick and get out of a system quick, Constellation's your crew. Uh, it's, uh, it's also a, a, a one of those other workhorse ships. It's it, it's easy to, to fit up. It's uh, it, it's got a, a, a strong crew complement. It's got a lot of um, uh, power behind it to, to power those engines. It's got redundant like backup generators, so you can get a lot more bang for its buck. A lot of that's packed into the Constellation ship. Um, and uh, and I think that's all of them. I don't think mm-hmm. I missed one. And the class, Nova. The Nova you know, class yeah. is the, the most recent one, the most experimental. It's it was, o- it was only mainly. built in the last three yeah. years. Uh, there's only been uh, about a dozen of them actually built. Uh, three of them have already gone missing. At least one is confirmed destroyed. Um, and uh, it's, a, uh, it's a science vessel. It's specifically designed for short to medium term missions, not for deep space exploration, which will work very well for the Shackleton Expanse as well. Um, and it's designed for science and uh, uh, a small crew of like 80 people. So the, the, the crew on the Nova will be handpicked almost, where a crew on the Galaxy-class ship is just like... Everybody. Anyone who applied. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got everyone. You got yeah. everyone from like... You know, you're going to have like a 16th century historian living on your ship. It's like, what are you doing here? That's my hobby. And they, they posted me on the ship so I can keep working on my doctorate. Actually, they, they just built the ship around me. <laughs> it's a flying ship. Well, there's this space. ridiculous thing yeah. when uh, Picard goes into the big goodbye to do this Dixon Hill thing with Cyrus Redblock. They bring along their red shirt of the episode. is, uh, is a, He's a 20th century historian. Yeah. That's like his duty on the ship. What do you do? You 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 sit on a a library reading, like, crime novels? Like, fucking 20th century? (laughs) But but, but, but specifically, like, also fiction. Like, he knows, like, noir fiction is, like, his doctorate on noir fiction. It's like, how many specialties do you have on this ship? And it's obviously, you have all of them. With all the time travel you need it. (laughs) It's a, a post-scarcity society. I mean, I, I, you can do whatever. You know what? At one I point, love I think, lint. All right. I think, we need I, you. I think at one point, the Enterprise-D had like a dolphin aquarium in the back of it. Right? It's just, well, it's there a, are ships that are run aquatic-led yeah. ships. No, and the Zindi yeah. are a member of the Federation as yeah. well, and there are the aquatic Zindi. So. Titan has a whole yeah. uh, aquatic deck. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. So there yeah. we go. Uh, huh. That was a deep dive. <laughs> that is a deep dive. Because <laughs> so, not only is that like it's such a deep dive, it's like that's a deep dive into the Titan, a deep dive. No, yeah. correct me. The Titan is Riker's yes. Riker's command. command. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, I didn't know TNG that. Stuff. The, the, uh, the fire at will meme. All right, yeah. right. we gotta pick a All ship. Right. All right, so We're thirty minutes in, we haven't picked our ship. Based on what you said, uh, Galaxy, there's going to be family there, so I do not want that one. Um, <laughs> I am going to go with the. Uh, I, I probably Everywhere should, I look, I'm reminded but, of my yeah. son. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the Akira class is the one for me. Okay, uh, <laughs> Connell. I had a son <laughs> once. <laughs> wait, 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 Brent, you gotta repeat the joke that you said earlier. I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, Connell, you've got to vote here. I never uh, trusted the Bajorans. I never will. What class ship kind of appeals uh, to you? Yeah, I, I, I forgot, I forgot to mention earlier. Sorry, yeah. My name is Connell Macbeth, better known in the nerd community as Dr. Terrawatt. Hi, Connell. Um, Hi, everybody. Most folks call me Doc. Uh, I Well, here's the thing. Like, 
uh, there, there's a lot of the, the ships that you're mentioning that have a lot of really cool specializations. I mean, I've obviously got a soft spot for a science vessel, uh, having a, a large interest in science out of game. But, like, the Akira being the more retrofitted combat vessel, which can be sort of, like, tuned for exploration and stuff like that, might be really... Every... A, 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 with a the exception choice. of the Defiant, yeah. which I didn't give you as an option because there's only one right now, it's a prototype... Every yeah. Starfleet vessel is can be designed like, for its primary mission of scientific discovery. Exactly. So it's but, just a more combat centric. And every uh, ship, for, even the scientific ships, even the yeah. scientific ships like the Nova are designed to also go toe to toe if there's if they need to defend themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. They're defensive yeah. measures that the Starfleet still has, even against uh, the, the other adversaries in the Alpha and Beta Quadrant. Yeah. Um, are you know their 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 weapons are top of the line and mm-hmm. and they will defend themselves and their allies if they have to. No, and so. and and that was the thing is I'm just like I'm I'm looking at this like okay well you have like all these ships that have these very cool. I sent you pictures as well. Like one one and, looks, and, looks and, cool and the, too. And the right? and the, and the yeah. pictures are really really fucking neato. But I'm just like because I don't know a lot about Star Trek and whatnot. Like you see the picture of the Galaxy class like the Enterprise. You're like yeah that sounds good. And they're like oh this is also a fucking huge ship. And I was like. I, I love fucking huge ships because, <laughs> like, it gives you it's the... It's the tall ship. It's, it's not yeah. just that. It gives you the mm. avenue to do a lot of things. Like, you're, like, like you, you mentioned, it's like if you run across a bunch of smugglers who are in a river and you bring, like, a fucking helicarrier to that thing. I'm like, yeah, but I think that's hilarious. I think, I think that's but really... parking, man. But parking. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> There's no and, green pee around. I don't want to drive that. And, and like, a, a Galaxy class was like, like the modern-day Enterprise. It's a fucking tough by comparison to the rest of the ships. It's a barge, and yes. I... And I like that because it has a lot of really spanning facilities with regards to engineering and science. It has whole families and groups of people. So if we need to draw on people that we don't have a very specific area of expertise, we might have someone who's on board the ship that can help us out with that. Yeah. It's 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 a little bit unfortunate that uh, that that some of the story might might end up taking place like more on the ship. Here's than the thing: they actually have in the rule about the Galaxy Cut. In favor of the Galaxy Cut, they, they have little blurbs in character in the rule books describing each ship by a, a person in the universe. Yeah. The Galaxy-class ship headline is Bringers of Hope. When you hear stories from refugees across the Orion Spur, Federation starships have a mythical reputation as bringers of hope to those in need. I had no reason to think of these stories as anything more than tales of old children so they can sleep at night. But then that day, our star began a series of flares, and our orbital infrastructures began to deorbit, and the sight of the USS Cygnus entering orbit in response to our distress call made me a believer. And then it goes on from there. So that's like when the Galaxy-class ship moves in, just the sight of that ship has an immediate reaction to people that yeah. see it. Like, yeah. other it ships tried, are, are, are subtle like is, or under or yeah. old yeah. or small, but that Galaxy-class ship is, is, uh, is, is it's just... Like, it's, it can, the, it's the flagship of the Federation. It is the most well-known yeah. ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, the, rather, it's, it's the flagship design uh, mm-hmm. that they've got, because the Enterprise was the flagship of the yeah. Federation for the longest mm-hmm. time, and it was a yeah. Galaxy-class. Yeah. Well, and it uh, still is. The Enterprise-D is, is still yeah. in service. It's nearing its end. We're, we're at the end of... Uh, TNG is over, and the start date we're on is like the f- the few weeks leading up to Star Trek Generations. Yeah. So Voyager has gone missing, but Deep Space Nine is not at war with the Dominion yet. So we're in a nice little like it's we like can tell little, a story. It's like a little pocket in the in, in the middle, and and that's the thing is I'm like I just I like the idea of having a large enough ship that if no matter what happens, we have something that can respond to it. We're large enough that if there is a skirmish, we can just the presence alone can diffuse a diffuse a, a conflict, and. We have options. Like, we have the ability mm-hmm. to defend ourselves and say, okay, stop it, before we have to, like, put anybody that we're working with now, in danger. But now, as I mentioned, too, there is another rule here. The older the ship is, um, the more refits we'll get to choose, which could customize the attributes yep. of that ship. The newer the ship, 
you're stuck with the attributes that they this are. This thing's about 10 years. Uh, so it, it entered service in 2359, and we're in 2371. So we'll get one or two refits uh, that will allow you to customize, whereas if we were to choose the Miranda class or the Excelsior, you're going to get 10. Mm-hmm. That we're going to be able to go through to really make it like really wacky your ship, yeah. own ship. Yeah. So, okay, so cool. We got an Akira and we got a, uh, and, and a Galaxy. Yeah. And uh, Brent? Uh, I'm I'm leaning uh, towards the Excelsior. Okay. Uh, Son of a Excelsior. <laughs> it's got uh, it's got a bunch of like you said. We can upgrade it to make yeah. it our own ship. And uh, hailed as the great experiment. Yeah, it's it's fast. It, it sounds like it'll be fun to drive. Is that the one with the four? No, it's no, not. No, it's, no. Uh, it looks here. There's a picture there. It's, oh yeah, uh, yeah. The Excelsior is basically like a smaller it's enterprise. Sulu right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Sulu ship. It's Sulu ship. The description you just gave for. <laughs> Uh, the Galaxy class, in in my head, that's that's what uh, Excelsior used to be. Yeah, it yeah. was once the the. It, like the it was the flagship. It hasn't been for almost a generation, but it's uh, it's still good. It, it comes with um, uh, improved impulse drives and secondary actors. This is a fast ship. This is a ship that can go far and it can maneuver. Um, and, and and its specialties are 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 in that in its engines. Uh, the the story of the Excelsior is very much tied into its own engines. It was supposed to be built with a transwarp drive that was then sabotaged by Scotty in a in a Star Trek movie, and the whole thing like fell apart. And they had to redesign it from scratch. And they were like, maybe transwarp isn't the way to go if the whole system can crash by <laughs> one man sabotaging the ship. Yeah. So, I mean, one incredibly Oops. miracle working yes. man, but yes. still. Yes. So so they redesigned the ship, but part of that. Heavy redesign on the Excelsior led to it being such a versatile ship. Like by accident, the scientists that worked on it ended up like, "Oh, wow, this ship can do anything now." <laughs> so it's still in service today. All right, so we got crap. One of each. Uh, <laughs> got three, eight, one of each. Are you gonna Are you gonna pick another one? Because here's the thing: all yeah. three of those are the one are my my top three choices of what ships we want. Uh, like oh, better. so you're gonna have the tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, it's like, all gonna come down to the engineer. I was hoping that you were at least gonna choose something else. So I'm like, okay, good. I can vote on something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I love Akira because yeah. I mean, if you pick is... another one, I will just roll a dice. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, well, no, here we I don't go. think I, 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 those literally were the three options that I was thinking of. It was yeah. either Excelsior uh, Galaxy or Akira, um, and I don't know. I like the Akira because it is, uh, it is like the little, like the little ship that could. And, got Twenty uh, minutes, make a decision. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Galaxy's also pretty cool. And Excelsior was something that's kind of like a personal thing. The sight to remember, the bringer of hope. That the Excelsior is a sight to remember. The galaxy is a bringer of hope. You know what? <laughs> Come on. And the it, uh, it, it, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be our home. I'm gonna have to go galaxy. Oh, oh home Steve, among the stars. We friends. They're home among the stars. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go galaxy. Okay. Uh, I'm happy about that. <laughs> I, know, I know you are. I do a little dance. Yeah. Galaxy, I drive a boat. <laughs> yeah, you do. Heck yes. <laughs> It'll be a good experience for you. Yeah. Don't worry. When I'm working on the boat, a, it's, you're going to have the best run boat you can fly. If you can learn to, uh, to expertly steer this tub, then you'll be able to steer anything else in the Federation. Yeah. That's yeah. Remember, hands down. faster than light, no left or right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, but what's also nice, too, is with the Galaxy-class ship, it usually comes with, like, ten 
Type 9 sh- cargo shuttles, 12 Type 15 <laughs> shuttle pods, a couple of 6 or 7 personal shuttles. Oh, yeah. It's got a captain's, captain's yacht. yacht. Captain's yacht. yacht. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. got everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, throw it yacht. I'll fucking throw it a runabout if you want yeah. them. Heck now, yes. here's the thing, too, though. You you might have 10 shuttles, but you can't deploy all 10 at the same time. You, don't, ah, damn it. you actually have more shuttles than you have crew. You can send out. Bays. You can send out. Uh, your scale yeah. is 6, which means you can send out up to 6. Uh, your your crew support is equal to your scale of your ship. So your, okay. your crew support is six, which means you can you can deploy up to six shuttles at any time, right? And still run the ship. And still you're run on. the yeah. ship, right? Yeah. Where any more than that, he's like, well, all our pilots are currently on mission. It also means though, if you lose shuttles, you got enough redundant shuttles that it will never become a problem in the show, right? They they lose yeah. a lot of shuttles on Star Trek, <laughs> and that's because according to the rules, they had about. 30 of them just in their bay. So yeah. they only have Fuck. 20 episodes a season. So <laughs> oh they can't God. burn through them fast enough. Damn it. <laughs> I was just I was looking up like a possible name. I was like, ooh, Odyssey would be a good one. Then I looked it up. Not only was Odyssey a Galaxy-class ship, but it was destroyed a year earlier. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> the so Odyssey you're... 2. <laughs> Odyssey <laughs> Electric Boom. <laughs> Kiss Systems here. Uh, your communications. Oh, we could, though. That would be pretty neat. One of the upgrades, duck if we get at least uh, if we get at least two retrofits, <laughs> one of them I wanted to do was upgrading the warp drives so that they don't fucking drag its dick through the subspace like the <laughs> yeah these things normally have been doing. Uh, give it a bit of punch. Well, just give it give it a bit more maneuverability, a bit more punch, and also make it cleaner. Yeah, so maybe that... stop murdering people as you drive around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe stop <laughs> well, murdering well, subspace. Yeah, because yeah. we, we could do either. We could do. We could do either or because I think tearing like, the fabric like the of warf- reality yeah. apart as you drive a fucking city around space. <laughs> I think upgrading the warp drive, like upgrading the warp drive, would be good. But I think like uh, if we want maneuverability, that would kind of almost be the impulse engines. Mm. Well, whichever okay, one that, causes the trouble. Uh, that that would be the warp. That would be the warp causes the trouble. Yeah. So, like, if we could clean that up, then then that would be ideal. And then, I don't know if we want to do, like, deeper scanning equipment or more weapons or heavier shields. Um, I say more sensors. things we need. More sensors? If we're going on more an sense. exploration... Well, mission. I think we don't... Well, we know the... De- like, we only know the basics of the mission, right? It is right. a science scouting mission. Yeah, but but by at a default, the, the galaxy class is still... Uh, it's, it's, it's good robust. for science on it its own, its, yeah. Uh, held up against the Borg several times, so That's true. it's got it's got good armament. It has uh, it has beef, as they say. Yes, uh, yeah. it's, it's a beef. Yes. It's, uh, it's a beefy. Beef. I like that. So I'm going to say it was refit one year ago, oh, which wow. gives you from uh, 2359 to 2370 is uh, you get one refit on the ship. Um, and, oh, just the one. Uh, your, your talents are going to include with the Galaxy class. It comes with three talents, and then we're going to be able to pick a fourth. Uh, the saucer separation okay. is built into its design. Sure. Um, separation. <laughs> uh, the saucer can uh, separate with the crew on the saucer section and engineering and tactical in the drive section. When the saucer is separated, it can't go to warp. It only has sublight uh, power. It's, it, it can be used for evacuations. It can be used for combat maneuvers. But aren't the impulse it, engines b- uh, built into the saucer maybe section? There are impulse engines built into the saucer section, yes. yeah. but there's no warp. So it's, it's usually separated in emergency situations to separate the families from the combat. And it's not recommended, but it can separate in warp. It, it's only, yes. Well, it's only ever been done once. Once, and yes. In the pilot episode of The Next Generation. And it's just, that is not, that is, that is yeah. beyond the red line. Technically, it was done twice that other ship didn't make it. <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, um, uh, the 
then in the star drive section, the engineering section, uh, where it, that's where the warp nacelles are, they, it'll, it, it still has its photon torpedoes. It has one phaser bank, and uh, and that's where like the warp core remains, and and it can still go to warp, and is more of like more combat ready. And on the star drive section is the battle bridge, which is like a, a, an auxiliary bridge where the where the uh, either the seniors crew or those who are left in charge of the star drive will take command of the ship. Um, yeah, you also have modular laboratories because this thing is a giant everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. So the idea of modular laboratories is is actually great for our science officers. You can just declare like this right. is what we need and we can have work on your own hobbies, right? Data can have his own lab and you can have an arboretum over here and you can do this thing Building for children. dance lessons. and uh, still play. Children, yeah. That's the holodeck. <laughs> uh, it also comes uh, default with uh, redundant systems. Uh, so as if power were to fail, uh, rather than lose power, um, we can roll dice to see if the system is can be redirected automatically through all of its other redundancies that are mm-hmm. built. Because again, yeah. this thing is built with Redundancies are like the key name. It's why like it's in the elixirs and the. Uh... <laughs> They're redundant. <laughs> so I'm just gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna throw out the rest of that chapter because we're not gonna use those other ships. This is kind of a. This is a pretty cool thing for me. <laughs> this is. Uh, I, I, I honestly like that one. The the the, the main thing of why I chose that. As I said, let's go galaxy. Because again, my character. I've been a fan of Jory LaForge since I was a kid. I knew of him, and I'm like, the fact that I get to serve on the same, sh- like, type of ship that he is, yep. I'm like, that is such a perfect, like, this is like, this is my dream, like, posting. Yeah. Is is this is this ship. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it! It's so cool. <laughs> I literally, I, I've been building on this character since I was a kid. Like, I've always <laughs> wanted to play an engineer like that's the only time I've any uh, any RPG anything I've ever wanted to play. This is always Star Trek. Like, it's always been an engineer. Yeah. I don't know why it was just like I have I have zero technical skills. Well, I mean, you, really, I, I imagine you relate a lot with with Jordy. Like watching oh, for the sure. show. Like here was a character who was blind who mm-hmm. like overcame everything. Yeah. And so and, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. This ship we we have to uh, putting it all together. Still, uh, the uh, the it's called a mission profile. I'm not going to give you all the options for mission profile because none of them are going to be applicable to our story. Uh, you have um, uh, Pathfinder and reconnaissance. Long-range missions, employing most advanced stellar cartography and astronomic fields, uh, extended exploratory missions, intelligence gathering, military operations, and risky pathfinder operations into the unknown. Uh, the other one is technical tested. The ship is equipped with an abundance of state-of-the-art or even prototype technologies, allowing them to be tested and studied in practical conditions so that the flaws can be discovered and overcome. <coughs> Systems can be refined and improved <laughs> upon. These ships are often deployed on a broad range of missions to provide the most diverse conditions for equipment By testing. the way, we have quantum torpedoes. Just saying. Uh, well, there no. There maybe only be limited I'm, amount. I'm, I'm just saying, actually, you no? don't unless ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, unless you take uh, tactical operations is one that gives you quantum torpedoes as a talent. Um, no. because Never uh, mind that. <laughs> quantum torpedoes are very new. They haven't been deployed uh, as standard issue to ships yet. Um, that's about five years away still. And... Um, 
the exact recipe of quantum torpedoes, what makes them different from photon, is uh, highly classified. Um, they're just a, a, a new. They're they're, they're blue. <laughs> they're blue <laughs> torpedoes. Uh, but they're uh, uh, so tactical operations. While Starfleet is not a military, the defense of the Federation is one of Starfleet's responsibilities, and Starfleet has been required to prepare for war on numerous occasions. Thus, many ships are equipped for police and military actions. Though the number of vessels outfitted in this manner varies depending on the politics of the day. Um, a tactical operation ship, uh, I, I wasn't going to put in as one of the options because this isn't a combat Fair. mission. All right. um, so, I mean, I'm sorry, okay. Steve, but it's the year we're in. If this was set yeah, in 2380, no, it'd be a little we, different. We can move I, on. I know, I know quantum torpedoes are part of your backstory, and, yes, and that can come up. And if you want to talk to Starfleet about getting that, it just it comes with an escalation cost, I've, I've put which in, is going to add a lot of threat into put, my pool to I've use. Put a, I put it in a recommendation. Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear a reply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, we'll call you. Um, Scientific and survey operation. So, Pathfinder and Reconnaissance. Quantum torpedoes. Talk to some people. Pathfinder and Reconnaissance, (laughs) technical test bed, and scientific and survey operations. Starfleet missions of exploratory and discovery means that they employ many vessels for purely scientific missions, studying unknown phenomena or supporting ongoing research. While most Federation starships are expected to have at least some capacity for scientific endeavor, some vessels are equipped specifically for such missions. Yes, please. And then uh, Mm. the, the last two... Crisis and emergency response. These vessels are equipped to respond quickly to a crisis wherever it may be. Normally capable of supporting expansive shuttle bays, they can employ large qual- uh, qualities of personnel or cargo to evacuate large populations from disaster areas. Uh-huh. Such vessels also serve as <laughs> hospital ships and troop transports during times of war. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Okay. It's not a great one. Uh, multi-role explorer, though. Uh, some of the Starfleet's most renowned and revered vessels have been jack-of-all-trades. Rather than specialized for a single type of mission, this versatility allows for the likes of Jonathan Arthur and James Kirk to explore a strange new world, seek out new life, and boldly go where no one has gone before. So I'm going to keep it nice and simple. You have Pathfinder and Reconnaissance, Technical Testbed, <coughs> Scientific Survey, or Multi-Role. I'm, I'm liking Multi-Role. I don't know about you I guys. think, yeah, Multi-Role. Yeah, I'm thinking Multi-Role or Scientific. Yeah, I the scientific one just totally uh, called to me. It's a it's a tie. But does anyone want to change their idea, or am I going to roll higher low? Uh, no, let's do science vessel. Let's do a science roll. <laughs> All right, fine. Because yeah. we're 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 exploring the space that's in between the two mm-hmm. the two territories cool. between the Federation and the Klingons. I think it would be like good for us while we're doing that to just you know do some research on whatever we find. And the reality is. The other stuff always happens. Yeah. It's not like yeah. there, there, there has never been uh, a, a meeting of the minds. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So your stats here now put uh, the Galaxy class had like departments that are default, but then they're added to the mission profile. So your command stat is three. Your security is one. Your science is four. These go to a maximum of five. Oh, wow. Con is two. Engineering is three. And medicine is two. So you see your, your science is number one with command and engineering at two or at second place. Um, you also are going to be able to pick. Uh, you already have saucer separation modular laboratories and redundant systems. Uh, so we don't have modular, but you can choose from these advanced research facilities, advanced sensor suites, and high-resolution sensors, which are designed for being able to see like real fine details, even down to the molecular level with uh, whenever you're scanning something from Is close Is that range. the equivalent of like a stellar cartography? Um, no, that would be more, um, uh, uh, that wouldn't be high-resolution um, the uh, what were those talent pages I like, printed out and handed out to you? They're 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 
mentioned in there. Oh, that's mm-hmm. uh, okay. No, it's, it's well, fine. All right. I'm sort of well, finding uh, a comparison. Oh, uh, ship talent. Sorry, I got them we, right here. We um, did talk about the sensors as one of the refits yes. if we did a refit. So that sure. was, was uh, Modular laboratories. Uh, the ship has considerable numbers to, of empty multi-purpose compartments can be converted to laboratories when required. At the start of an adventure, the crew may decide how the modular laboratories are configured. This configuration counts as an advantage, which applies to work performed within the laboratories. Uh, so before we head out, you'll tell me what your laboratories are. Uh, and then... Um, uh, redundant systems. No, uh, redundant systems ship has multiple additional redundancies allow it to withstand severe damage more easily. Nominate a single system. When that system becomes damaged or disabled, the crew may choose to activate the backup as a minor action. If the system was damaged, it is no longer damaged. If it was disabled, it becomes damaged instead. A system's backup may only be activated once per adventure, so subsequent damage will have the normal effect. So you get redundant systems. You can like activate that once, where you can activate the redundant systems on if something gets damaged or destroyed. Um, I'm, I'm going to say engines. Sensor suites. Here we are. The <laughs> well, well you, you can declare it in the moment. Oh, in you the just, moment. You can only do it once. Oh, uh, you can only do it once, though. Okay. Uh, the vessel sensors are amongst the most sophisticated and advanced available in the fleet. Unless the ship's sensors have suffered one or more breaches, whenever a character performs a task assisted by the ship's sensors, they may reduce the difficulty of that task by one to a minimum of zero. Um, and uh, what were the others? I had uh, 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 We had advanced sensor suites, high-resolution sensors, and research facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, advanced research facilities, the vessel is equipped with additional laboratories and long-term research facilities, which allow the crew to study phenomena over a protracted period and thus generate a wealth of useful information. Whenever a character on board the ship attempts a task to perform research and they are assisted by the ship's computers, the character gains one bonus momentum, which must be used to obtain. So it was neat. With advanced research facilities, whenever you use the computer systems or sensors to do that research, you automatically get a blue chip here, a momentum, uh, which can be used immediately to get an extra answer. Hmm. You get to ask, whenever you do research, you can ask the GM, like, what's really going on? You can ask mm-hmm. me a question. You get to get another answer from me with uh, advanced research facilities. And then the um, high-resolution sensors are... Uh, the vessel sensors can gain large amounts of accurate data, though they are extremely sensitive. While the vessel is not in combat, any successful task that is assisted by the ship's sensors gain one bonus momentum. So it's another get more answers hmm. with the research. As long as you're not in combat, your sensors always get you a little more detail than regular sensors. Whereas hmm. the uh, the the what what was it the uh, the high. The high was to minute detail. The advanced sensor suites. Yeah. Uh, Performer task, they reduce it. So advanced sensor suites lower the difficulty of using sensors, and high resolution offers you more momentum using sensors. Okay. And uh, research facilities offer you more okay. momentum when doing research with mm-hmm. those sensors. Right. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of tie in with each other, but you only can pick one of them. I say sensor suite. What do you think, science officer? Uh, sensor suite is where I was going. I to was going to say well. sensor suite too. Sensor suite it is. Okay, yeah. so uh, you, what's not so it'll, it, whenever it just lowers the difficulty. As long as it's not been damaged, uh, you can perform a task assisted by the ship's sensors. They can reduce the difficulty of that task by one to a minimum of zero, which means at that point you're still rolling the dice, but you're just rolling for how many successes you get. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to put down advanced sensor, advanced sensor suites. Sweet. <laughs> okay, good. Someone made that joke. <laughs> it wasn't me, <laughs> but someone said it. 
You know you're going to be able to have a bee room on this Galaxy-class ship, right? Just a room of bees. <laughs> no, I, I, I was about to say, we, could have, we have one lab. You've been watching my streams of Evil Genius. We, we have one lab that is dedicated to the mating rituals of Tribbles. Okay. So <laughs> This ship was built in 2359. It was refit one year ago in 2370. You get to uh, increase... Uh, each refit increases a single system of the ship by one. No system can be increased higher than 12. All We have engines at 10, computers at 10, weapons at 10, structure at 10, sensors at 9, and communications at 9. Um, you can upgrade one of those systems by one point. What do you guys think? Um, so we can bring the sensors up to 10 because we're going to be using mm-hmm. the sensors a lot. Yeah. Um, so we can bring those sensors up the Sensors are of a mixture of both new sensor array hardware and new methods of interpreting and analyzing data. Transporters are also tied into the sensor. Right, Did you say there was something that yeah, helps that the engines? Because we're at 2. Uh, engines is, uh, yeah, yeah. you have um, engines are at 10. And uh, uh, engines are... Uh, Fine adjustments of power generation and propulsion systems, replacing components like field coils, EPS conduits, for they wear out and adopting the latest ideas about warp field theory, intermix ratios, and other technical subjects. Engines are also tied into the deflector dish. Uh, question. Uh, are the engines still galaxy-class engines that fuck up subspace as we go along, or have they fixed I mean, that? Yes and yes, they are still those engines. Uh, that's one of those... It's like a climate change issue where it's one of those... It's bad. We're going to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We buy credits uh, to offset it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. the Galaxy-class ship still runs on diesel. <laughs> so <laughs> They go at maximum warp as opposed to warp 9. Warp, the idea like, is like if you go over you go like warp 9.5, you're actually causing damage to subspace oh, yeah. fabric. Okay. Uh, okay. Because you're, the ship you're also your causing issues huge. with continuity and relativity. Whenever you yeah. come out of warp at those extreme speeds, you have to like reset your clocks because you've done a little bit of like travel to the future stuff because so, you've actually slowed down your relative speed in the universe. So, Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So we That's why we... a chronometer is really important. It's tied into your com- your system's computers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And every time you come out of warp, your computer like resets to the actual chronometer <laughs> time. Because you, you just lose time. time. You just Star lose. date, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Look at the chronometer. So oh, you, you can pick, pick one of these systems here um, that you'd like to refit, and it's just going to boost it up by one. I would just say, if it just boosted by one, I'd say sensors. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got, then you got yeah. a bunch of all at ten. Yeah. 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 So sensors has been refit to ten. Groovy. Um, now we put it all together. The ship has a single trait. It's a Federation starship. Um, the traits, there's no spot for it here. I'm just going to write. Federation. Traits are just things that, um, like Bajoran, human, blind, those are things that are just permanent <laughs> bits about you. No, no, like your ocular implants create yeah. this, it's a blind trait. It's yeah. not meant to be like, yeah. it's, it's a neutral statement of just, this is what you are. And uh, like, so uh, a Federation ship has Federation as a trait. A yeah. Cardassian ship has Cardassian ship as a trait. What's it's the, just like it's immediately the... what you see when it comes into the view. Oh, screen. so it's it's obviously a Federation ship, and so that comes with its own pluses and minuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like if you if you Federation ship sees another Federation ship, ally. Federation ship sees another Romulan ship, maybe not an ally, <laughs> right? Borg ship is a trait. Yeah. Right. It's just it's just a thing for me to write down on 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 flashcards so that I can when I'm building the scene does this create an advantage or a disadvantage based on your inherent traits. Cool. Um, and so you know sometimes like if if the three of you decide to walk into a Bajoran temple, you're not going to get the advantage of being a Bajoran. 
the same way that someone who is Bajoran will immediately be like, well, you're Bajoran. You don't have to, we don't have to like pat you down, figure out what you're doing here. <laughs> Grab your ears. Because <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is why rude. the Bajorans and the Ferengi do get along. Now, there are rooms here for other stuff. Like, if we want to have this ship be like a long line of other Galaxy class ships. We can make it that, and we can take on additional trade of like a legacy vessel. So the Enterprise is a legacy vessel. It's the it's the Enterprise D, and it's the it's a long line of names that have bared the name Enterprise. So if we want this to be like a B C D of another name, we can take on that additional trade. But also, mean bring in all the baggage of its whatever service that that name has been through history. Um, yeah, Enterprise has done a lot of junk. Just like renowned or long-serving prototype. Yeah. If we were on a Defiant-class ship and we had an NX service number, uh, that would we would take a prototype as that trait, uh, which is nothing, because people would then, other Federation ships might see it and go like, we've never seen this design before, right? So we're not going to worry about that as long as advanced rules, but that's that's addi- examples of additional traits that can okay. come in. Oh, we have a scale of six, so we get six talents. So we do have room for two more talents. Because the galaxy class is just so big. Uh, it, four is the max for characters. Uh, but for ships, you can have a, a talent section, a number of talents equal to its scale. Please have an emergency medical hologram as a talent. Just yes, put that please. in. I think that's Let's throw that in there. Uh, but if you want to throw in, there's also um, you know, improved power systems, impulse, improved damage control. Some of these have like basic requirements. Like you can't take on... Uh, Fast targeting, unless your security is at three, which it's not. With the with the what's the word I'm looking for? The maneuver that we came up with during character creation, would we have uh, increased impulse drives then? The ship's impulse drives are more powerful than on most ships, allowing the ship to accelerate much more quickly. When the flight controller succeeds at the impulse, attack pattern, evasive action, or ramming speed tasks, they may spend two momentum to increase the difficulty of attacks against the ship by one until the start of the flight controller's next turn, due to the ship's rapid acceleration. So. We can put that, that in. That sounds right up the the alley of what we were talking so about. So improved yeah, impulse wanna, drive. Is that okay with cool people? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want yeah. Some yeah. more oomph for yeah, the a little yeah. more a little more uh, when they hit the punch buttons. to your drive when you yeah, hit the yeah. buttons. The Schofield boogie is that what you're calling it? Schofield <laughs> maneuver. The Schofield maneuver. <laughs> Schofield. Um, um, the other one here, <laughs> if you want to have things <laughs> like runabouts, that's what we call it. The, yeah, entry, yeah. the Galaxy class ship does not come with extensive shuttle bays by default. If you'd like to have larger shuttles and be able to take small craft into your shuttle bays, like Voyager bringing on Neelix's ship. Uh, you'd need extensive shuttle base for that. The, we, we it improves warp sensors, drive. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the ship's warp drive is more efficient, capitalizing on improved field dynamics, better control of antimatter flow, and some other advancements allow the ship to expend less energy when traveling at warp. Whenever the ship spends power to go to warp, uh, roll a command die for each power spent. For each effect rolled, the point of power is not spent. That's kind of hmm. neat. Do you guys want to try doing that as well? Sure. Sure. Just in case we we were jumping into warp, make make the engines a little easier on it. Yeah. Bunch of scaredy cats. Try to, you're, try flooding to, the, you're flooding the... Yeah, yeah. you're flooding... No, get your flooding the gas. Just... Okay, and then... It didn't hit the clutch. So we're, we're not going to have the EMH. Then. Oh. oh. The EMH. So the emergency medical hologram. EMH. Yeah, no, let's get the EMH in... It's actually got the stats for the emergency medical hologram built in. It's the doctor from Voyager. Fine. Let's do that. But not the doctor from Voyager. It's the doctor from Voyager from the moment he woke up in the first episode. That's true. When he's like... Obnoxious. Was nature medical emergency? I'm obnoxious and I'm really rude. And yeah. <laughs> it's the Mark One. <laughs> yeah, don't right. leave him on. It's great because we don't have a medical character, so yes. he's yeah. gonna be like our supporting character. You got to keep bringing in. 
Well, we will have a medical character. Medical, it'll just be, medical hologram Steve. It'll be, uh, yeah. uh, it'll be built in. For that. <laughs> yeah. As long as our red shirts aren't all in medical. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. yeah. We well, actually, right. um, the this is at a point in the story, apparently, where the uh, red and gold switched. So yep. yeah. commanding officers wear red and yes. then the ensigns wear gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the, so many fucking red shirts died during, uh, like, Kirk's era that people stopped wanting to be in those positions and wearing red shirts because it was such a common thing for people to get killed all the goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they were, they were called red shirts. And like that wasn't just like, apparently that was something that happened in universe as well, not just like something that people laugh about watching the show. So when Next Generation came on, they had like actually changed it so mm-hmm. that like, like Picard wears a, a, a red color. And uh, then it was blue, actually, statistically, who got killed more often. That's true. Yep. And yeah. then, I mean, everybody got it. But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody got blue shirts. If you weren't yeah. senior staff, you had a yeah. Yeah. If you, you weren't a, a named character. <laughs> so wait, what, what kind of what kind of uniforms ring. do we have? Do we have like the TNG uniforms, or do we have like the the hybrid DS9? We're at that point where it would be up to the commanding officer to determine whether or oh. not you're wearing. Uh, next generation or D69 because as we see in Star Trek Generations on the Enterprise they were interfering they were were intermixed (laughs) every time I stand up reload my shirt like a shotgun your standard (laughs) uniform is probably the TNG stuff with the uh, the DS9 and Voyager uniforms when as it's being replaced because it's being phased out now Mm -hmm. Um, because when Voyager launched and old Voyager has already launched. Everyone yeah. on that ship was wearing the new yeah, uniforms. Yeah. So uh, we're at a point now where you probably default to the Voyager Deep Space Nine uniforms. Right. And if you really want to have TNG stuff, it'll be up to your commanding officer. Um, I mean, the, like Voyager and Next Generation carried like similar uniforms, at least same color scheming, scheming right? Oh, yeah. 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 The same, just, exactly. Just, one is like... black with colored shoulders, and the other is a solid uh, uniform with black shoulders. Okay. What are you guys feeling like? I like the. I've always been partial to the colored shoulders. Yeah, I like. Uh, you like shoulders. like Voyager. Yeah. yeah. It's with also like that little blue turtleneck thing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like a little, jacket uh, that could be unzipped. Yeah, which uh, Janeway did on some occasions. I am liking that. <laughs> uh, yes. Texture first. Uh, yeah, right. Let's do let's do Voyager style uh, costumes. I'm liking that. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the tried, One, two, tested, three, and true. But I gotta five, love those six, colored shoulders. I think actually my absolute favorite is the is the silver uh, shoulders like from uh, from the movies. Oh, I yeah. just love. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love that like that sleek style. Um, yeah, when they brought that over to Deep Space Nine, it looked really cool. It, that's what uh, I like. Starship's normal yeah. power capacity is equal to its engines. Uh, your power is uh, equal to your engines, which is ten. Nice, sweet baby Damn. Jesus. Uh, and your crew support is six. Nice. Um, uh, uh, crew support is equal to its scale. It also uh, uh, so with crew support has six, which means during our game you can create up to six support characters. So when you oh, want cool. to declare a support character, bring it in, and then they'll be they'll become a character, but then it will use up that six, and then they'll be either become recurring characters or one shot red shirts. But either way, you only get six. So if you burn through them, uh, we'll have to return to Starbase and get more crew. <laughs> so, oh. well, you guys have only been out there for three days. What are you doing back here already? <laughs> well, uh, 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 funny you should ask. Yeah, uh, we, we boldly went. People. So, yeah. there was an accident down in the shuttle bay, and a lot of people got spaced. Yeah, was... one of them was the transporter officer, <laughs> so we couldn't use the transporters to get them back. Yeah, yeah, it was not a. That was not a fun day. 
<laughs> we tried to uh, move the ship around to get them back into the shuttle. Yeah, it's scoop them it's up. It's a boat. Uh, <laughs> we ended up ramming speed all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we tried to just leave the shuttle bay open and just take it and scoop them back up, but we just painted half the ship with. Uh, yeah, it's in, just in a conclusion, conclusion <laughs> look the on the starboard side. Oh, that's not a red stripe. No, it's a red stripe, but it's yep. not intentional. In conclusion, we need a ship wash. <laughs> yeah. So one, we need thirty more people. Two. Uh, a quick wash, and then we'll be yeah. we'll be on our way. We'll be back. Yeah. Uh, three. If you have five minutes, uh, put like a child proofing lock on the airlocks <laughs> down in the shuttle bay. That would be that would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll give you a full report later when we come back. <laughs> if if, if yeah. we come back. Gotta bank on that. If I don't want to explain myself. <laughs> you don't accept my answer. Come with me to the shuttle bay. <laughs> I'd like to have a... <laughs> what do you mean are these magnet boots I'm wearing? I don't know what you're talking about. These are just my favorite shoes. <laughs> I like to wear... They have. Those are just weights the, for exercise yeah. purposes. Get my fitness status. I love that. Like, that's the euphemism within the ship. It's like, you got to go to the shuttle bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't... Did you get my coffee wrong? You better not <laughs> assassinate me. Go for a walk in the shuttle bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's silly. Uh, God damn it, Edson. Shuttle bay. Shuttle bay. <laughs> I need you to go down to the shuttle bay. I have a job for you. No, sir. Please. <laughs> Please, not the It'll shuttle be good. bay. Be good. Unrelated, uh, could someone route the shuttle bay controls to my chair? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> and a one-way comm channel to the shuttle bay. You know what? I'm just gonna mark uh, it out. I'm the chief engineer. That's already been happened. That's already, yeah, happened. That's already you have a control. That's I have a, I have a little control pad on my chair. Yeah. You have a way to uh, to open it up to the vacuum so that through the Jeffrey's tubes you they all yes. shunt out into the shuttle <laughs> bay. It's like Mr. Burns trapdoor exactly. button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I release the space hounds. Right? But there's one all over the ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just trapdoors. Yeah. It's all trapdoors. <laughs> yeah, I can just see it like Schofield's like, just, just stand there. No, a little to your right. <laughs> no, no, a little more to your right. Uh, just in one of the random hallways. Just like, yeah, could you just stand right there for a second? Everyone else in the hallway, could you leave really quickly? No reason. <laughs> Doors close. Force piece of fields. the hallway just opens up like a fucking fun house. <laughs> I almost like I kind of picture, yeah, remember in the movie Hook like when, when Hook is like now let's go to the boo box. So I can't <laughs> yeah, imagine the fucking, the fucking oh, boo box. The shuttle bay. <laughs> oh, the boo box. No, not the shuttle bay. <laughs> not the shuttle bay. Yes. Yes, oh, the, yes shuttle the shuttle bay. Fuck. You guys are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Schofield runs a tight ship. <laughs> now that's the Schofield maneuver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Give yes. it a galaxy class ship. We all have a good idea of what the bridge is going to look like and the, the layout of it. Yep. So we will have chairs. We're going to have. Uh, well, we'll have the captain's chair, and your ready room off to the side, uh, and we have the con, uh, which uh, we're we're not going to worry about. Um, Splitting it up uh, into two different support. This is going to be more like how Voyager, where Tom Paris does both. Uh, this has been refitted. The 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 
layout of the bridge is a little bit different. It's got that bigger console that Tom Paris is using on uh, Voyager okay. has now been put at the front instead of the two that that uh, that we sure, have Wesley and Data running on. Your and keyboard that's what got upgraded. Our, <laughs> our helmsman is going to be on. He's our con officer. Station okay. consolidates all, all control, flight control operations, yeah. helm and navigator positions into a single station. Uh, then we have two others. We've got our operations which covers sensor operations and internal system positions and should be staffed by an officer well-versed in science and technology. Uh, this can double as the engineering station uh, in the back, or it can be where our science officer sits. The tactical station combines communications, security oversight, and tactical positions. We don't really have a tactical officer in this team, so it's probably going to be our first support character will be oh, created. Hologram. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be yes. creating a support character. That as well. Which and we that's will name after. <laughs> we, have, we get up to six, so we'll pro- if we can use them all, those will be our Patreon supporters. <laughs> and the um, following, and then uh, uh, engineering, um, you can just be down in engineering, or you can have a station up in the bridge. Um, but there are certain things that can only be done in engineering. I like the, the, the versatility station. of, like, if I want to be an engineering, I can. But and then it's like, like when Jordy just don't, pops up on the bridge, he's got a station. That. I yeah. like it that you're locked in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. It's a tradition of, en- of Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are you doing up here? <laughs> yeah. Get back in <laughs> your hole. <laughs> I just, I like that, though, in Next Generation, every now and then, they'd be in some kind of, like, crazy situation, and then you just hear on the comm, Jordy's be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I need you to do this. Why? <laughs> and, then they sh- and then they shut off the comm thing. And they're just like, okay, love you, bye. Click <laughs> and he's like, son of a bite. And then it cuts to engineering. And he just sparks everywhere. He's like, yeah. son of a bitch. And then he just goes back to his job. You've like, never seen this happen on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking miss hanging out on the bridge, hanging out with Data, not being down here with the fire where all the fire and sparks are. Yeah. Having answers to my questions. <laughs> and the giant, like, shuttle bay-like door that's just like, ah, oh, yeah. damn it! I'm uh, s- locked in. Locked yeah. in. Yeah, it shuts and seals him inside the engine room. It's like, son of a bitch! Oh, do you have a Jordy maneuver? Oh, not that again. Uh, I don't yeah, know, maybe. Eject the warp core. <laughs> that's the fucking Jordy maneuver. Yeah, eject the warp core, yeah. Roll under See the doors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As the doors coming down, be like, yeah. not today. Oh, and just... <laughs> He has ten like, minutes. He he always, the thing's been open for ten minutes, but he waits until it's up. Exactly. He's like, yeah. everyone, go, go. No, you like. I got we're, our finishing touches down. Uh, okay. we, oh, you, you come with phaser array, photon torpedoes, tractor beams. Uh, the damage is, is all right, but because the security level is quite low, because we're a science team, uh, the, the the we don't have a big security based crew. So your phaser array has a seven damage. Your photon torpedoes have a seven damage. Oh, cool. Um, we that's do, still pretty. It, fucking crazy. It's pretty like, good, yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. Uh, uh, you do come with a tractor beam with a strength of five, and wow. uh, tractor beams don't deal damage, but when it comes to dealing with resistance and capturing, you would roll them as if they were dealing damage, but yeah. they're instead kind of just holding it's like a It's like a things. space strength check. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, You have a total power of ten. Every time you go to warp, you have to spend power. Every time you fire phasers, you have to spend power. Uh, when power hits zero, you start losing systems. Oh, so we have uh, to divvy that ten up so between systems dur- as we go during, during a scene. And there are ways that the engineer can do minor actions to restore power to older systems. Yeah, but, uh, but you don't have... Um, you got so we got redundant systems, and you've got but you don't have, like, Secondary reactors, so you can burn the ship out if you push it too hard, and you have to. You can whenever you leave a, a, a an encounter, power goes back to ten. So only during that encounter, it kind of works like you're 
spell slots. And yes, yeah. I will oh, be saying at some point, I'm giving it all she's got. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, all she's got is one. We know that this is a <laughs> yes. ship that was only refitted previously. You're the first crew to now take command since it's refit. Um, it's uh, being designated with a new name. Uh, it was um, uh, this 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 ship uh, may have seen service before or may have just been sitting in a, in a dry dock uh, because gas class ships were kind of like, well, what do we do with these things? Um, <laughs> there were a lot at one point. They mass produced them. They've, they've, they've yeah. put it in advanced sensor suites, improved impulse drives. They've equipped it with a with a, this prototype EMH. Uh, you know, Try it out if you want, but a lot of people don't seem to like it. Uh, the modular <laughs> laboratories, redundant systems, and you got the saucer separation. Um, before we end this first episode, we do need to give, we need to christen the ship. We need to give it a name. <sighs> the USS Let, Oops. <laughs> we, can also, we also should come up with a designation uh, five numbers um, the NCC oh the NCC mm-hmm. right, yeah, that's yeah. on the saucer every every oh, yeah. ship has a designation of numbers it's not it's always five. USS uh, well there's the USS like USS Enterprise NCC 1701D what USS Voyager NCC 74656 they have it's a designation registry number oh okay and so yeah. the name Why is the name that it's christened with out of naval tradition, but the registry number is its actual like it's license plate. plate. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. And yeah. So, I they but they, that. They, like your social insurance number. But like, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if but if like if they had like a legacy name like Enterprise, that's why the NCC one seven zero one D. Like mm-hmm. that's the it's the fourth like, name to get that number. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Interesting. But, uh, I can just like roll this number a couple times. What do you guys think? I think we could choose one, two, we'll four, cho- one, three. Each choose a number. Three. I think we could choose a number and then one, have two, him. Four, one, three sounds <laughs> so like is, is that okay with you guys? Yeah, sure. Is everybody Don't okay? Care. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, one, four, three. The name is the hard part. <laughs> it's one, the two, yeah. One, the name two, is three. I'm have, I'm struggling with. Yeah. There is a tradition to name ships after. Uh, Geographic features, geographic like features, lakes, mythical creatures, mi- creatures. Uh, yeah. people from history. Um, it can be uh, the it can be uh, the USS artists Ontario. like there's USS the USS Niagara, the USS Niagara. Sosky, uh, there's, Niagara by the um, all the runabouts in Deep Space Nine are named after rivers. Yeah. There's mm. the Yangtze and uh, uh, all that stuff. Uh, there's um, USS Puxatawney. Uh, is got, there a USS Niagara? Uh, I think there is. Yeah. Maybe? I'm not sure. I think I remember looking I it up. I think that I, I, might have I, I, been... I think it's apocryphal. I don't think it's been in the show. Hmm. Maybe in a novel somewhere. Um, there's a... We could be driving the USS Ontario. Mm-hmm. We could. Lake Ontario. Really, like, geographically stamp that one down. Just the USS, uh, the USS Liberty. Ogo Pogo. Ogo Pogo. We're recording in Liberty Village, USS yeah. Liberty. <laughs> USS Titicaca. <laughs> USS Titicaca. <laughs> That's Liberty going Village to set actually tone, the, Liberty, Steve. the Liberty does sound really good. <laughs> Named after that famous island in Newfoundland, the USS Dildo. <laughs> Dartmouth. <laughs> USS Swallow It. But also named after famous uh, figures too. Like there's a uh, uh, USS Crazy Horses out there and uh, uh, there's um USS Trudeau. Oh, there was the Niagara class of Starship. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Niagara class. Yeah. Do we do so we have a, was a, a Liberty though? Yeah. Is is Liberty the name of a ship? Because well, I you actually want to look think it up, Steve. USS Liberty. USS Liberty. I'll look it up. Yeah. Because I'm like I'm positive that that has to exist, considering yeah. it's American writers. It'd be wacky if they, if <laughs> they didn't have a USS Liberty. Uh, but I think that's a pretty fucking cool name. And then this would be the show's going to be Star Trek Liberty. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I like that actually. 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> is that not is that not the coolest shit? Oh like, man, if I came up with a good name for something, do you want to change the mission life, profile? That'd be great. From science to more to something else. Science to America. America. <laughs> yeah, we're driving like the fucking uneconomic tub. America. Oh, okay. There's this, no liberty. No, that th- no. This might work because there is a USS Liberty, but it's a sovereign class ship. So it doesn't exist yet. It doesn't exist. And oh, cool. Twenty three. 2373 was when it launched. Oh, it launches in two years. Oh, we're not going to last uh... two years. <laughs> That's true. So they just took the name after we blew it up sometime in well, the Yeah, no, I'm definitely driving it yeah. into something. And, and, and uh, to be the, fair, the Defiant used to be a different class. That's also true, ship. yeah. That... They rechristened it as Defiant for, uh, for Cisco. Well, it was, it was a prototype vessel that was never named, and it was mothballed because they couldn't figure out how to get it to not blow up. And then the <laughs> Borg showed up, and they're like, well, this isn't ready now, and it won't be able to fight them. So then, uh, Cisco. I mean, it, it depends. Like, I it depends on how yeah. much and how much we actually like really want it. Like, because this is expanded universe. Like that. This I mean, what does Discord say? What do they want to do? <laughs> they, I, I think. What do they still... want to call the ship? What do they want to call the ship? I think they still want to call it Star Prize and Ender ship. The <laughs> she doesn't know how to turn on the mic. <laughs> I don't. I didn't show her that. Yeah, we got Bree in the other room. Starship Iscariot, Dresden. Okay, yeah, okay, this is good because they've been yelling at me for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Star <laughs> Prize Entership. Like, why don't you just turn your mic on and tell Star them. Prize Entership. Um, yeah, they want the USS Iscariot mostly is the one that's getting. Iscariot. Thrown. That's Stephen Prince. <laughs> 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 screaming. Stephen um, Prince should be our tactical officer. Let's just, just yes, like, call it done. <laughs> our head of security. <laughs> Famed uh, head of security, Stephen Prince. Famous. Head <laughs> He'll be of stabbed security. so Wait, many times ooh, by a I, thought, I, I think I saw the USS Horizon. Yeah, the USS Horizon. Um, after after Event Horizon, the mm. actually, movie. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but it's also the, very scientific the, the space too. between the two areas, yes. which is the horizon, but of the be, between two uh, between two territories. Star Trek Horizons. Uh, Star. Trek Horizons. I actually think that's a fucking <laughs> cool name. I'm liking that better than Liberty. Yeah. How are we feeling uh, about me, Horizon? I'm sure. just looking up. Isn't that a checking. fan show? I don't care what? if it's canon, Steve. We can fucking call it. You know what? The last ship of the of the USS Horizon was in 2160, so we're good. You could totally reuse that name now. What's its designation number? Did it have an NCC? One CC one seven six. That's only three. Yeah. It was a Daedalus class. Yeah, that's. That's fucking. Someone wrote that in a book and didn't know how NCC numbers work because it goes as minimum four, and that was that was a hundred years ago. One seven six. Well, actually, the ship was built, launched, and commissioned in the twenty second century. Oh well, yeah. I'm gonna get a new one. We're gonna go one two one four three because uh, I rolled the dice. So USS Random Horizon. Game. USS Horizon. Yeah, buddy. Who actually? Uh, got, that who? was from Hastings. Nice Hastings. Thank you, thank you, Hastings. Um, Although I like you, well, USS Dresden. That was a pretty good uh, okay, uh, option up. too. But yes, Horizon. Bye, microphones. We've got our ship. We've got our designation. We've got our mission profile. We got our crew. We at least know one support character. We're writing down. Um, we got the uh, USS Horizon. Is in dock uh, with Narendra Station, 
and um, the render station was uh, not as big for a Galaxy class, so it's not actually docked with the gal- with, with the station. It's 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 up there above, and you actually when you're out that window, uh, Schofield, you see it like eclipsing uh, the star <laughs> in, in the Narendra system, and it's just kind of like it blocks out the whole light, and it's just like and he just it, smiles, looking at it like yeah, and then you see like all the lights underneath the running lights now yeah. become like the like the the, like once the, once yeah. the sunlight is gone, all you see are the, the all the running lights under the ship, and you see the uh, the the big spotlight under the saucer reading out, you know, USS Horizon. And, I like big uh, spaceships and they like and, me. And there, there are shuttlecrafts <laughs> coming to and from as they're, as they're uh, bringing the crew on board. And um, uh, the, the, the senior staff is, is, is assembled and, and we bring you into your... your we, are we just your, going into all a your shuttle? Stuff is, all your stuff is brought into your, your crew quarters. Some of you are beamed over. Some of you are brought over in shuttle. And you arrive up on, uh, on, on the bridge where there's, uh, you know, the support crew are there and you begin to take your stations. But uh, you're brought into uh, a... Uh, Night shift's over. You're brought into a briefing room. <laughs> And uh, and we'll actually stop with this nice little cliffhanger. You're brought into your briefing room to meet the the the, the commanders of Narendra Station, uh, uh, which is a, uh, a Vulcan and a Klingon uh, who are working in like a, as a joint task force for Narendra Station. Vulcan and a Klingon. Yeah. And Shit. Now I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use the, uh, the the names that they gave us here. Um, we have uh, Captain Temek. Is our Vulcan uh, uh, the commander of of, of Narendra Station, and uh, the uh, Klingon uh, here is uh, his name is Makvar, and Mokvar. Uh, Mokvar is he's less in charge of Narendra Station and more in charge of the Klingon fleet stationed at Narendra Station, right? He's looking after his people. Uh, but then as you walk in, uh, the, the the four of you for your briefing for your mission into the Shackleton Expanse, uh, you walk in and the Klingon is. Arguing with the Vulcan, who's acting all stoic, because there's a third member here for your briefing, and uh, this person here is uh, Commander Commander Verok. Commander Verok stands up and brushes off his uniform, and he's very clearly a Romulan commander uh, standing there. And this and, and Makvar is not happy that he's here. And, and, and the four of you walk into this room, and the Vulcan captain turns and he goes, "Ah, I see you've arrived for your briefing." Have a seat. And we'll come back next week where you'll learn what is actually going on here in the Shackleton Expanse. (laughs) What, Commander, please? The fuck, (laughs) please don't be upset. Is this? (laughs) (laughs) What the credits? So not a whole lot of actual, like, dice rolling into the story because we spent our time on on, on customizing our ship and getting getting to sort of set the tone and talking a lot of Trek. It's going to happen in this fucking game. We're probably going to get, like, one hour of actual play done because... Sorry, Connell, you're in a room full of fans. Do not worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our first episode here on the now newly christened uh, Star Trek Horizon, uh, the Terrible Warrior Adventure, uh, we, uh, uh, I, I'm your game master, Justin Eacock here, and we, we will return to the Shackleton Expanse in two weeks' time uh, here at the table uh, playing uh, uh, our, uh, our science officer, uh, Lieutenant Lassa Bow, uh, played by... Velvet Duke. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and where can people find you, Velvet? Uh, you can find me online with the Dandies, Improv Dandies on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Sweet. And uh, working our way up, we have, well, actually, I should have also, I should have done it in order of rank. We have uh, our, our Ensign, our Helmsman, Ensign, Steve Armstrong. Steve Armstrong, played by Brent Morris, the Closet Geek. Uh, 
closetgeekshow.ca is where you find my podcasts. Wicked. And our uh, our chief of engineering, Lieutenant Commander, uh, uh, Adam, uh, Monroe. Adam Monroe. Uh, played by Steve Saylor, aka The Blind Gamer, youtube.com slash snowball. And our captain of the USS Horizon, uh, uh, Captain Gavin Schofield. Uh, played by Connell Macbeth, better known in the nerd community as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Terawad. We found on YouTube. We also have a website, is evilink.co. And uh, next time on the second episode of Star Trek Adventures, we boldly go into the Shackleton Expanse. Whoosh, whoosh, zoom! Terrible Warriors has new episodes out every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Star Trek Adventures returns in two weeks' time where we finally go on our mission to explore strange new worlds and take on new mysteries. And I think there's Klingons in trouble. But if you return on Thursday, Tiff Compton, longtime PC, first-time GM, brings us into the world of Song of Ice and Fire, the land of Westeros, Game of Thrones. It's gonna get bloody, and it all starts on Thursday in a campaign we ultimately called Blood and Gold. And next week, alternating with Star Trek on Tuesdays, Mike the Birdman Dodd brings his Sailor Scouts back into the mix with their first trial, where they end up in a mall to discover the true meaning of love. Aww. And on Thursday of next week, alternating with Song of Ice and Fire, Derek the Bard and his Edmonton crew head out into the city of Duskvoll. The gulls are planning a heist, and nothing's gonna go wrong at all. This isn't the kind of game that goes off the rails, no. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. You can support us at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. We have a Discord channel. We have an Instagram account. There's all these things that you can click on and follow through if you just visit terriblewarriors.com. Today's Terrible Warriors and your Starfleet officers were Velvet Duke, Connell Macbeth, Steve Saylor, Brent Morris, and Justin Eacock, and we'll return next time And until then, dear listener, thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing, and playing. Thank you for telling us your stories and rolling dice and for being terrible warriors.